and we are back on the Open Tabs podcast season two. Season two. Season two. I'm your brother Calvin Smith with my man Joe Carlos. Joe, I love the background photo, man. What's good? Thanks, bro. Ibis Joe Carlos. Uh, Ibis Black. Ibis Happy. Ibis Excited to talk about uh, the, the 1988. 1988 film that we we're going to discuss this evening, but more importantly, man, I, I'm, it's this time with you is always is special, brother. This time with you is always special, brother. Indeed. So I, I do not take it for granted whatsoever. I appreciate uh, on the photo behind me, you all can't see it, is uh, the blatant, as my brother would say, blatant pass interference. Uh, a photo <laughs> of the blatant pass interference committed in the 1995 National Football Conference championship game yeah yes candlestick park by the cornerback wearing number 21 for the home team san francisco 49ers mr Deion sanders his blatant pass interference against committed against the great <laughs> michael irvin um that's the picture behind me so uh the guy, i just i didn't pass interference end up being uh Yas guy, man. A year later, not even a year later. Uh, eight months later, he was he was a cowboy. So, um, but on that day, on that day, on that day, he was the enemy. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to come back from twenty-one down in the first five minutes. It's very hard. Um, <laughs> very very hard. But they fought valiantly. Lost thirty-seven twenty-eight. I, I I will never forget it. When I forget that. Start start getting me over around the just do me a lot of oral recordings so I can so I can just tell my story. Hey, I, I, we put on my robe and tell my story. How I made I'm it. sure I'm sure they they need your story. They need your perspective, man. Uh, no, well, we have this podcast to do just that. So so <laughs> the brainchild of one Doctor Calvin Miles Smith. No, 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 Mad hey, dog. Mad dog. It's, it's your brainchild, brother. Hey, look. it's our brainchild. It's our brainchild. Our, our, okay, I'll take that. It's our brainchild. I'll take that. Hey, one year, I'm looking at my Instagram, man, you know. Yeah, uh, I forgot. Today? Yeah, I graduated a year ago today. I, I, it was a cold night. It was a cold night a year ago today. It was a cold night that day. I, I don't know what I was thinking. I didn't bring, yeah. I didn't bring uh, a sufficient coat. All I wore out there, and I was, well, I was very tubby. All I wore out there was that very thin, um, very thin gown provided, well, not provided, that I purchased. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. And my master, my master's gown, which yeah. is a trifle different. It had little, little different accoutrement that I wasn't uh, quite prepared, prepared for. But I, I graduated on the same day as a classmate of mine from Spelman College. Uh, 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 yeah, yes, yes, yes. We graduated on the same day, so that was, it was that. young Melissa. Yeah. Shout out to young Melissa. Yes, uh, and and it's funny because we didn't know where to go. Like like we we were all kind of sitting in the in um this massive student center. Uh -huh. But I was very angry that I'd never taken advantage of uh, the ah. student center. And <laughs> I mean, they're working out on like three levels. It's like a, a ski lodge and there's, there's like uh, smoothie machines and, and you know, just like huge TVs everywhere. I'm thinking like, bro, they, this is just. They never tell graduate students about any of these things. It's just, you know. I was, I was sitting there incensed, okay? <laughs> I was, I was very irate. Like, wait a minute, I've been paying student fees because where we had classes, there was like a little gym. And we didn't even use that. But just across the 75, 
on main campus is this behemoth of a place that after sitting in one place for eight hours, you might want to go and, you know, walk on a treadmill and work it out. You know what I'm saying? You might want to, you know, might, might want to do that. Blow but, some steam off. Yeah, blow some steam off. <laughs> you might want to play a little racquetball. Well, I want to get, you know, play, get a, get a game in. Yeah. Hey. Um, <laughs> but basketball. So uh, run, run, run a game. But anyway, uh, yeah, it was a year ago today. Um, that's my wife's favorite picture from the day. Congratulations, um, buddy. And uh, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate that. So, man. Calvin. Yes, sir. It's Christmas time. It's Christmas time. It's and uh, <laughs> and we're talking Christmas movies. And I, I really appreciate you you uh, letting me do mine. Uh, letting let, let me uh, my oh, choice man. go first. I appreciate I'm so that. Uh, talk about it. Talk I, about it, brother. Okay, in 1988. Well, actually, let's let's go back. Ghostbusters, 1984. Okay. Um, the star of <laughs> Ghostbusters. You can you can say it was a couple of different people. It was Bill Murray. It was Bill's Bill Murray. It was Bill Murray's movie. Yeah. And if John Belushi had lived, it might have been John Belushi's movie. If Eddie Murphy hadn't done Beverly Hills Cop, it might have been Eddie Murphy's movie. But it wasn't. Mm-hmm. It was. It was definitely Bill Murray's movie. And I can't believe we're 14, 15, 16, whatever the heck number it is, episodes in, and this is the first time. Not only are we featuring a film, it even has Bill Murray in it, but we're talking Bill Murray. So how did that? Um, happen? I don't know. Starting that live fame. I don't. I have no idea. Caddyshack, Meatballs, uh, Stripes, um, you name it. Just even even the horrible Razor's Edge, which I saw. <laughs> That's how much of a Bill Murray fan I am. Um, or he went serious. Or he went serious on him. Uh, so what I didn't realize. Yeah, what I didn't realize was in '84 he makes Ghostbusters and takes four years off. Was it? He was so afraid of the. No, he took four years off after after. Okay, so he did Ghostbusters, and it was a huge success. Then he did Razor's Edge, and it was horrible. Ah, okay. And and I think they both came out the same year. They both came out the same year, and so he was like, "Man, I'm radioactive. They 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 don't know if I'm up or down." And he had an opportunity to work on this before. This is all according to Wikipedia. And yes, I scrolled right by that give now for Wikipedia. Um, he had an opportunity to work on it a couple years before in '86. I'm glad they waited. Because late '80s had a certain style aesthetic that that uh, that really helps this film a great deal. So um, they do it with Richard Donner in '88, and um, you know, and they they release it in um, in '80 in uh, the fall in November, actually November 23rd, 1988. They they uh, they release it, and it's um, to me it's my favorite Christmas movie. I, I don't know, I, I I've watched it so many times. I own it. Um, uh, and I think Murray is a pure tour de force. As I read more about the film, I'm learning that the takes that we saw were not his takes. They were Richard Donner's takes. Hmm. Um, Richard Donner, who I don't know where he shot to fame, but but he did Superman, yeah. and I believe Superman too. Um, There's a story. And then and then um, <laughs> yeah, a lot of stories there. And so, and so then later he did Lethal Weapon. If, yeah. You know, for my pur- pur- purposes, he did Lethal Weapon and yeah. and Lethal Weapon Two. Uh, and my, my quintessential and, you know, Donner's Donner's a pretty the Goonies is what Lethal Weapon the Goonies. Oh, the, oh, Scott and Donner did Goonies. Gosh, gosh, Goonies. And so when he does Goonies, he's he's in league with, but not among crew, not among like 
fam, but he's yeah. in league with the Spielbergs, the Lucases, yeah, and, and you know, and and um, he's in league with them, yeah, and and, and Marty and them. Yeah. Um, so that that's like that, that's that's crew, you know, for real, and 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 De Palma, <laughs> yeah. um, yes, but they make this film in '88, and um, Scrooge, man, starring Bill Murray, starring Alfred Woodard, starring Karen Allen. Yeah. Starring uh, Buster Poindexter or you know uh, Steve Johansson, um, starring actually three three Murray brothers in, yeah. in the film. Yeah. Um, uh, Bob Mitchum. Yeah. Um, there are just there are a number. Of, John Houseman is in this film. Yeah. A host of Mary Lou Retton is in this film. Um, uh, yeah, host of cameos in the film, and we're gonna get to that. We're gonna get to how what, what that what that felt like on set for for Murray, according to him. But it is my favorite Christmas movie. Uh, the theme for this week and next week is our favorite Christmas movies. Yeah. So mine is Scrooged. So first off, I want you to do what you can. It's on Amazon uh, right now. It might be playing on Netflix. I don't think it is, but it's on Amazon. It's on uh, Amazon. Probably one ninety nine and two ninety nine to, to to rent. So AMC Plus. So yeah, check that out. Check that out right now. Thank you, thank you, Calvin. Another open tab. Uh, another open tab there. So so. First time I saw it, though, I didn't see it until 1989. I didn't see it until uh, I was a freshman in high school. And uh, my main man, my main, 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 main man, favorite Republican in the world, Scott Nye uh, of, of, the, of the outstanding Nye family of the dear, dear friends of the Bushes. Uh, <laughs> Scott, Scott had the tape and uh, the original tape, you know, back then, like the original tape, you know, yeah. And uh, yeah. <laughs> back with tapes yeah. was like a hundred dollars. Yeah. And uh, let yeah. me hold the tape. Yeah, like and, the big, big tape. And yeah, the tape. Yes, the VHS cassette. And uh, and I watched the tape at the crib. Got it back to Scott. Um, and I, but I fell in love with it. My brother and I, we fell in love with it. We watched it like thirty times over a weekend. Not thirty, but you know, a lot of times over the weekend, over one weekend. And I was quoting it over and over and over again. And I was trying to be Frank Cross. So, so I didn't see it until a year later, but I had friends, it came out when I was in eighth grade. I, I had one of my main man, Miles Gunter, every Friday, his parents would go take him to first run movies. And no, normally it were PG, but some rated R. Yeah. And I can't, I don't know, the, this was probably PG-13, uh, this film, but, but nonetheless, or maybe PG, I, but he wouldn't saw it and would not stop talking about it. My parents were not going to let me go see it because uh, <laughs> of the language. It just wasn't going to happen. So I yeah. first saw it in 1989. And at home nipple. yes and a, <laughs> and a nipple yes and a nipple uh which is such a funny word actually if you think about it um so <laughs> and, they're, and they're looking really hard uh so <laughs> so anyway <laughs> double meaning uh so <laughs> so 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 anyway ooh, so uh so that's the first time i saw it calvin when is the first time or and or most recent time you've seen it so the first time I saw it was on AMC, surely on cable. I didn't yeah. see it, I didn't see it in the first run at all. Uh, I saw it in, in in syndication, or you know, obviously movies don't go into syndication, but it, on, no, on cable. I saw yeah. it on. Cable. Uh, and and you know, I got to be honest with you, Joe. And I've told you about this. I, I wasn't like it wasn't my favorite movie, mm -hmm. and I don't know why, because I I in in preparation for this, I rewatched it three times now and <laughs> wow and every time it gets better and better and yes. better and better yes. it is it is it is hilarious the first time i saw it uh i probably was not ready for it 
uh, yeah, I was kind of in a yeah. cynical place. And mm-hmm. then you have to kind of be in touch with your inner cynic to get <laughs> some of the things. Definitely. Um, you know, I, I, the parodies were uh, in my younger days, probably over the top. I was not prepared for them to lampoon my man Lee Majors in the way that they did. <laughs> uh, the, 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 night, the night the reindeer died, yes. And, and now, like that's right up my alley. So I guess this is it's kind of testament to maturity. Uh, as I've matured, I, I, I thoroughly enjoy uh, Scrooge. And so uh, this is one of those movies that, that now, uh, it wasn't my favorite, but it's in my, it's in my, my, I don't want to talk about my rankings yet, but it's, I, I, <laughs> it has, it has elevated its, its place. With a bullet, shout up. So, so, uh, you know, to, to that end, obviously Scrooge is a, is a, is a take on the Charles Dickens classic, uh, Christmas Carol. McKenzie. And, and Bill Murray, <laughs> yes. And Bill Murray is playing the title role of Frank Cross uh-huh. instead of uh, Ebenezer Scrooge. I think you've nailed things too. Yes. Yes, uh, which he had in his office gym, which was so cool. Like like everything he had was it was it was cool. Uh, which well, you don't really see his home. Really, I guess you see it for a second, but then he comes back back to the office. So. Because he lives in the office. Basically. Yeah, he lives in the office, right? Um, but but uh, so it was a, it was a like I said, it was a take on, on this, this, the timeless classic Scrooge. Yeah. And and um, Frank Cross runs a network, a, a a big three major network called IBC. And they were bringing, they, so the movie starts where they're bringing out their Christmas package. And, and the, tag, the tag is, you'll love it. IBC, right? Y-U-L-E. L-E, yes. So you'll love it. Uh, so so, um, so that, that's kind of where it begins. And so he's in a position where he's got a lot of power mm-hmm. because he, he decides what people watch mm-hmm. and uh, the programming and things of that nature. And so uh, much like the original, cla- the, cl- the classic, and even if you watch the, the uh, the thirty minute Disney version of, of Christmas Carol and not the not the, the George C Scott or, or any other version, mm-hmm. uh, you realize that he's visited by three ghosts, and and uh, you know they're played by 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 uh, by people there uh, throughout the film in a number of cameos. So having said that, and we you know we obviously we talked about when we first saw it and and things of that nature. So. What are some of the little things since you've watched it now three times recently? What are some of the little things for you that that, that, that jumped out? The little things that jump out to me are uh, well, first of all, the the cameos are perfect in every way uh, because like some of the cameos are like like the Jamie Farr cameo, you know, where it's yeah. Jamie Farr starring as, mm-hmm. and then they also had cameos from the 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 uh, the, the street musicians. Uh, oh, Miles Davis is one. Like yeah. it's the 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 ensemble that is collected for this film. Uh, and, and big deal. Yeah, Very a big, big deal. deal, but in, in little roles. And it's like you know these guys are 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 all in for this film. Um, and and um, you know it's 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 amazing the the amount of people they got into. I mean, you talk about Robert Mitchum, you talk about. <laughs> right. these, these names these these big names and and and, and they're in it and and um uh, i don't recall it being a big deal but if that had happened now it'd be a huge deal absolutely uh, you know and 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 so uh the, the cameo appearances are 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 a, a, a good a, a good deal of the the little things that i i really enjoy about this film and 
the the modern a lot of times when they try to modernize a classic like uh, you know the, a Christmas story, uh, a Christmas Carol, as it were, things like that. They they tend to uh, they tend to over modernize it, but in this case, I don't think they did that. I think that they 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 modernized it in a way that held true to to the story in and of itself. So you you knew exactly what you were watching. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, and it didn't get lost on you that this is a Christmas carol. This is a retelling of it, uh, you know, uh, and, and, and the story within the story, the, the version of a Christmas carol that he's trying to tell on IBC, uh, you know, is much to, in, in speaking to what I'm talking about, the kind of overproduced, over right. you know, schlocky, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, modernized version. They, they, they definitely did a good job of being very meta about that mm-hmm. in this film. Uh, and anytime you can be meta, and you can feature, you know, in the, you know, tongue-in-cheek cameos for uh, Lee Majors defending Santa Claus against the Russians. <laughs> the night the reindeer died. I can't <laughs> stop saying that. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. It should be. I, I was when I was doing my research for the movie. I was I, I ran across a Reddit entry. They were asking, did, did that movie get good reviews? <laughs> <laughs> and I imagine it probably did. It, it probably had, did. Definitely in 1988. That was. <laughs> The night the reindeer died was was probably number one in the theater for uh <laughs> <laughs> for some time for some time. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, so so the, yeah, I'm 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 with you on all those things. Um, for me, the little things are the the ad libs. Uh, you mentioned the cameos, and they're they're huge, and yeah. I think they they really help the film. Um, but for me, it's the the uh, the the uh, the ad libs of of Murray. Oh yeah, and, and uh, yeah, truly on fire. So he'd taken a four-year break, like I, like I mentioned before, and then he comes back and makes this film, 88. Uh, and then he goes on a mythic run um, through just tearing, tearing through things. What about Bob? Just all kind of, just, just, just flying through. Uh, yeah. Groundhog Day, um, just classics, just, just going, going and going. Yeah. And so, um, but I was going to say about this, to me, his ad-libs are outstanding. He saw the script from what I read and went back and, and rewrote it and really reworked it. Mm-hmm. The guys he wrote with an SNL, according mm-hmm. to Wikipedia. And, but the takes weren't his, most of the takes were Richard Donner's takes. So they really weren't his takes. I'd love to see it recut uh, if, if the film exists somewhere. I'd love to see his version of it, of it done. They said about 40% of, 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 of their script was actually in the, in the film. But so his relationships with these other people, I uh-huh. thought was great because he's literally playing like one of the most horrible people on earth. Yeah. And yeah. And he's pretty, he pretty much hates all of them. Yeah. Uh, for, for one reason or another. And yet he has a different relationship with each of them. So he hates them all for different reasons. Yeah. Um, and yet the, the hate is like fresh yeah. uh, with, 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 with each person. So, so he hates Bobcat Goldthwait because he's just <laughs> positive and happy. Uh, you know, it's like a true hater, you know, (laughs) he hates, he he doesn't hate Alfred Woodard. Now he doesn't hate Alfred Woodard or he does hate what she says when, when she tells him the truth about himself. Yeah. He hates hates that. And, uh, he hates his boss because he knows better than his boss. Yeah. You know, he hates, he hates uh, his brother because his brothers, because, you know, they want him to, you know, be to to relax and enjoy life more and, and, and not be such a workaholic. So it's, there's all these different, you know, all these things. And, and it's ad-libs. I mean, Murray is ad-libbing with them all the time. I have quote, I quote that film on a week, a daily and a weekly basis. Joe, you are a much nicer uh, version of Frank Cross. 
You are. I mean, <laughs> Thank you. Observation. Well, I, I mean, can be tempted. <laughs> not to step on one of our, our our later topics that we always go to, but you you are a much nicer version. Like you, your the witty ad libs, the things that you say in quick response to people, are is 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 in true Frank Cross fashion. And when I watch the movie, I think about <laughs> I think about some of your reactions to people and things people say. They, they miss very frequently. I shit. Sometimes I miss them when you say them to me. Like <laughs> the things you say to people. This is this this is the, like that's a prank cross <laughs> thing, man. So I I, I didn't want to step on you too much. Yeah. But, you know. So, go go. No forward. no. I, I so th- like I said, as you as you've seen it a couple times, you realize how influential. The, yes. <laughs> his, portrayal, his portrayal has been in my life. So uh, for the last gosh. I didn't see until '89, so the last 31 years, uh, it's it's been a big deal for me. So uh, so uh, I love the ad libs, and and that's that's pure Murray at his best. Yeah. Um, I, I but it's interesting because we talked because you mentioned the cameos. Unlike uh, he 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 said, unlike Ghostbusters, where he was paired with other major stars, he was by himself. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. and so he do two three days or or two a day or two with Robert Mitchum, and that's it. You do a day or two with, um, you know, one of the ghosts, and that's that. Uh, and then, and then that's kind of what he did. And he was by himself a lot. Yeah. And so he didn't, he didn't, he wasn't feeling it, and didn't think it was going to do well. Um, it was thirty million dollar budget, thirty yeah. million dollar budget made a hundred worldwide, but thirty yeah. million dollar budget. Hey, um, can we speak on real quick? Because you've alluded to yeah. it a couple times. The there, there probably are multiple cuts of this movie, uh, and this is a Richard Donner thing. And I, I don't know if you're aware of uh, the history with Superman Two. Are you aware of that? I am. I am. I am. I, I watched. I watched that new version, which was a totally yeah. different film. Yeah. Um, I watched that version this past summer. It was a totally different movie. Yeah. Yeah. Totally different movie. And so Richard Donner. I mean, it could be said. It could be said that Bill Murray was a difficult person to deal with. I mean, I, I, that has been. He's so- not the first to say it, right? Yes. But it could also be said that Richard Donner was a difficult person to deal with too. And so you put those yeah. two together, yeah. and it's a wonder that the movie yeah. actually was made. Uh, you know, with those two personalities <laughs> and and and, and uh, the the history that those two have, but. Uh, certainly, uh, I would be interested to see that 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 mashup of uh, the 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 Bill Murray takes because I imagine that sarcasm uh, that he has would probably be even like it would probably be even better. Uh, yeah, represented it, it, because it, it's it shines through throughout. I mean, he's 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 given some great lines throughout that they're obviously on the page, or maybe they were with his rewrite rewrites, uh, but but at least an outline for a direction where you wanted to go. Yeah, but yeah, I agree. So, so Don, Donner is notorious for that. Yeah. Hey, let me ask you real quick. Also, do you happen to have any favorite cameos in the movie? Um, probably. Not. I like Robert Mitchum only because I, I like I, I this because I love that scene. Okay. When when, he, when they're when they're at uh, uh, when they're at Chez or when they're when they're eating and. Um, he has the the eyeball is in the his eyeball glass in the cup. And he, yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the eyeball in the cup and and, and um, the dude on fire. And he says, "I'm gonna have that, have that." He said, "I'll have a highball too." I I, I would say it all. I didn't know what a highball was. Well, I was like eight, 14. I'd say, "I'll have it." And then and he cleans his he cleans his, uh, Mitchum cleans his uh, fork. He uh-huh. brings his own forks, uh-huh. like gold gold 
gold flatware uh, or or, or, uh, silverware and he cleans it he cleans it himself and um i just love that that's probably my favorite cameo okay i don't want to call ghostweight a cameo but but because he's he's in a number of scenes but but i think it's robert mitchum it's it's probably my favorite cameo so i have two okay um Mary Lou Retton as Tiny. <laughs> I, you know, like you got to be of a certain age to recognize the importance of Mary Lou Retton. And she was just fading away. I don't. I mean, she's fading out of public consciousness. And another thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just fading out of the public consciousness. So there's that one. And then uh, the other cameo for me is Robert Goulet. <laughs> the reason why is and this goes to to my favorite i don't i'm not a huge saturday night live fan okay i have certain episodes i love one of the episodes i love was when jay-z was a guest uh Mm -hmm. Uh, in 09 in 09 no it might have been earlier than that because it was uh around the dynasty oh okay 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 i was thinking the one with betty white sorry go ahead uh, they had a, a skit called Murder in the Make-Believe Ballroom, uh, <laughs> which was uh, Will Ferrell's version of Robert Goulet, and he was doing Jay-Z songs. And they, <laughs> they were doing uh, Change the Game. And oh, Jay-Z, Memphis Bleak, and Beanie Siegel are obviously very, very hot. <laughs> and, I remember that. Like, you can't, I don't think they show the, the, that version of it anymore because they pass a, like a, a, a real Jay. I, re- I vividly recall it. Of course, I vividly recall. <laughs> and so every time I think of Robert, and this is the real Robert Goulet, obviously. Yes. <laughs> but in my head, Robert Goulet is, uh, is, 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 is Will Ferrell. So he was the bad guy in uh, Naked Gun Two and a Half. <laughs> he what? Man. Hey, Robert Goulet. So yeah, Robert Goulet and Mary Lou Retton are, are, are my, my cameos. So nice. I've, I've self-identified you as, as Frank Cross, but Joe, who do you identify with in the film? Who? Um, at times at work, uh, I would say, uh, Frank Cross, I want to get things done a certain way. Sure. <laughs> My voice has gone up a couple of times. He wasn't wrong. Uh, actually, his instincts were right every single time. Yeah. There's a, there's a way to, there's a way to act like there's a, there's a nicer way to do it or get a, and maybe 1988, we weren't, we weren't really in touch with that, that, that sure. side of us. He wouldn't be where he was without, without, uh, without that tenacious, spirit though and so so i i think uh i'm definitely i definitely relate to frank to frank cross uh there are times though that i also related to um elliot loudermilk um as well and um a lot towel towel most of these are towels um <laughs> he's giving away towels or vcr for uh for christmas how <laughs> the 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 level of that of an IBC towel or you know so so uh I, I relate to both of them but but probably far more frank yeah um far more frank than Elliot Loudermill but there are times when I've been the the browbeaten uh worker uh and who's just not taken you know not not respected so yeah. but I and yet I still give the great work yeah yeah how about you uh Elliot Loudermill character the Bobcat go with definitely uh yeah. you know I got I got some of that, uh, especially this past week. You know, I kind of fed up with some things. You know, kind of kind of milk toast uh, at times, and 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 not really wanting to say my piece, but then eventually saying my piece, probably mm-hmm. with a piece. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, not really, but you know uh, that 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 fed up. Uh, you know, 
that character. And then uh, uh, anytime there's a, a character who is named and shares a name with me, I identify. Okay. <laughs> and so young Calvin in the young Tiny Tim role, uh, <laughs> Calvin Cooley, my man Calvin, he, you know, spun a little toy. Yeah, one, yeah, one line. He's, yeah, hey. God bless us. God bless us. God bless yeah. everyone. <laughs> yeah, man, Calvin. Any, any shout out to all the Calvins out there, man. I, shout I, out to all the Calvins. I, I've yet to meet a Calvin that wasn't cool in some way, shape, or form, and probably cooler than than most people on the planet. Even Calvin from Two Two Seven. Even Calvin Two Calvin from McDonald's. Uh, all them jokers, man. <laughs> Calvin from Whack Arnold. Calvin, Calvin. I mean, you know, he smelled like French fries. It's okay. <laughs> he smelled like fries. <laughs> <laughs> it's the thin line. <laughs> Between fries and or was it burgers and shakes? Not, burgers and shakes. I think it was fries and shakes. I can't remember. The meanest burger. The meanest burger. The meanest burger. If you cook it that, that way, God damn, this shit's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, but yeah, so so shout out to Calvin. Uh, and, and you know, I mean, like the, the Tiny Tim character makes or breaks a lot of these Scrooge movies. True. And and their their again their twist on that was was was. was I thought it was amazing. Yeah, wonderful. how they how they took it there. Now now for all Donner's faults, Donner is very we would now call it woke. Um, he has consistently um, had themes, spoken about themes. I'll just yeah. put it that way, and and had a had an understanding for for better or worse of what's going on yeah. in the world. And so if you look at Lethal Weapon 2, and um, this film actually and Lethal Weapon 2, he's he's very big. And I got to see around the time. They might have been like back to back when he, when he made those. Uh, I got to see when Lethal Weapon 2 was released. And I think it was like, like back to back, actually. Um, but there's a there's an uh, end apartheid sign in the in the control room at um, at IBC. And there's also and there's also, you know, and then obviously he, he talks about themes like, you know, um, Alfred Woodard's character, her husband w- was killed. And then, and then Calvin playing the Tiny Tim character, he didn't speak because he, he watched it. having didn't speak for a year. We hadn't spoken since he watched his dad die. Um, you know, that, that was kind of like, okay, we're going we're gonna to go there. But if you think about it, you know, Christmas Carol is not, you know, happy-go-lucky brother. It is no. dark and weird. And, Every single version, dark, yes, dark, 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 dark scary. Um, and I'm not talking about musicals. I'm talking about like you sit down and read those books, the Dickens, that book. Yeah, it's not. That's not a world I'd even want to get close to living in. No, um, the way it's, the way he lived. He had so much money, he didn't, it, but he was so cheap. Uh, you know, it was, it was just weird. So, yeah. so Donner going there, I thought was was really interesting, and and uh, welcome. And welcome. So shout out to Calvin and the Tiny Tim and the Tiny Tim character. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. What what was the so what was the societal impact of this movie for you? I don't know if, I don't think it had any. I think it was just a modern take on on um, per, personally. I think it was a modern take on on Scrooge. I, I think if anything, the societal impact is is the song. Um, if anything, put a little love in her heart. Okay, right. uh, in your in your heart uh, with uh, Al the great uh, Reverend. Reverend Al Green and uh, yeah. and and uh, and um, Annie Lennox, uh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, and, and Annie Lennox. I think if there's a societal impact, it's that. Okay. Um, but but I think it was a modern day take on Scrooge. So we didn't have to watch the George C. Scott CBS TV version 
of Scrooge or the Mickey, or the Mickey Mouse 24 minute version of Scrooge? I think it had a, a lot to say about about TV and TV okay. in, that, in that period of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I mean, essentially, he was a couch potato growing up. Yeah, going watching uh, from show to show, yep. you know, and and like Martin Tupper on uh, Dream yeah, On, like like Dream On. And that's exactly what I thought about. Actually, it was like you know, he, it was very much like Dream On, and then he goes on to to have impact in that industry, uh, yeah. growing in the industry and, and, yeah. and controlling. You know, and and now having a uh, uh, everybody loves Beaver and and all sorts of things. <laughs> you know, uh, but I thought it I thought it had some interesting things to say about about TV and and the impact of TV. Uh, you know, uh, as much as anything was saying in the eighties uh, in a meta way about mm-hmm. that, I thought it it, it did that. Um, and I agree with you. Your point uh, about the, uh, the 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 song, the key song in the movie, uh, "Put a Little Love in Your Heart." Um, that certainly uh, also had impact. So uh, I, I thought I thought those things were were important things to note at least. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So yeah, did you have any gripes with it? Um, the the technical aspects of the movie, not really. I think at the end things. Well, I don't want to say they kind of they don't fall apart necessarily. But the mm-hmm. ending is tidy to a. It's kind of t- too tidy to me. I don't. I don't know how it, the ending didn't rub me the right way based on the way that the movie was developed. I put okay. it that way. Uh, okay. You know, and 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 I'm I'm finding you know in my adulthood and going back and watching these movies that endings of movies are hard. It's hard to make a, a satisfying ending. Uh, you know, uh, but um, you know, I, I just it it. There were there were elements of that, you know, particularly the Elliot Loudermilk stuff, you know, like I mean, he's still really unhinged at the end of that movie. <laughs> yeah, but he, but he can't. I mean, he tried to kill him. Uh, I think it went yeah. it went. I don't think we were ready for that. He came back up there with the with the shotgun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to to kill him. Yeah, and so even after he'd made it past the Ghost of Christmas uh, future, yeah, he was still going to get shot with you know a a double barrel shotgun possibly yeah. yeah and and even so even when he when he lived it's i'm alive and so are you and and then i guess that was enough because elliot but was he looking still had the, he still had bryson those uh hostage in the back he did but you know it was i right. yeah, it, <laughs> it, it was uh, bryce covington oh mr covington it, it, it was all right um i used to look let me tell you something one of my stories is one of my lines is I, she said, I, "I tried everything to get these, this." Uh, the guy comes up to him. He's got the the, the mouse, and he yeah. says, "I'm I'm." Um, he says, "What's the problem?" Well, I've I've used everything on this thing, and he won't it won't work. Yeah. Can't use the glue. And he tried staples, and she <laughs> staples <laughs> staples. If you staple that thing, I'm calling the authorities. He said, Same old Jan, uh, you know, <laughs> and something like that. And she, and she, she says, "I have." I have three dogs and a cat. I would never do anything to hurt this. I have three dogs and a cat. Oh, Anderson Perkins, great story. Tell Reader's Digest. Hey, let me all, right. all right. He calls uh, him Marlon. He called him Marlon, Marlon Perkins. Perkins. Yeah, Marlon <laughs> Perkins. Wonderful story. Tell Marlon Reader's Perkins. Digest. <laughs> or mutual, have, of Omaha. mutual of Omaha. <laughs> mutual of Omaha. I have told. I have used that quote over. 
when somebody was talking like, ah, great story, tell Reader's Digest. I don't care. Let's get back to what we're talking about. Like, come on. I was in high school, oh, exasperated. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but I've used that line since I saw that film. <laughs> uh, <laughs> tell Reader's Digest. Sorry. Uh, so I, man, you know, I just love this thing. No, so I, I understand your point about that. It was a little clean. Uh, I think they want to end it up. Uh, yeah. And so, as opposed to, I don't know. Uh, and and he had to break the third wall in the film, yeah. like in the movie to do to do it all. Yeah. And it was going to take some extreme measures, I think, to to have his full catharsis. Because if yeah. he just had this catharsis up in the elevator, they still he they still would have taken his job. They still would have done all the other stuff. Um, and he was stepping out there, doing that then uh, when he was. Um, but but he did it and. Um, it was a little tidy. It was a little tidy. I, I, I agree. Um, but there's death in this film. There's, yeah. there's, there's, um, and people stayed dead. Yeah. Um, there's, there's uh, reality. Cold, the cold, harsh. What's it, say it again? People freeze to death. <laughs> yeah, freeze to death. And the, the harsh realities of homeless, of the homeless. Yeah. And the har- that's what I'm saying. Like Donner, man, Donner, Donner's going to talk about some, Donner's going to talk about some things. Is it, is it all puppy dogs and ice cream? Uh, you know, with with, uh, with with Donner, so um, I, if I had a gripe with it, I don't really have a gripe. It's my favorite Christmas movie, so I don't really have one. Yeah, no. But but um, I, I I I guess I didn't understand how much his job was on the line when mm. I was younger. Because I'm thinking like, well, if you're the head of of, of every of programming, and you're the man, you got this office up here. It's all good. Everything's great. How could this guy from LA come take your job? Now the guy from LA could do things in a different way, and or it also taught me then it was about relationships. And you know, the, the guy, the guy from LA, he had a relationship with the boss's son. And so, you know, at 14 when I watched it, I don't, I don't understand that. 14, 15, I didn't, I didn't get that then, but I definitely get that now. So, yeah. so, um, so I, I didn't quite understand that. I guess at the time, it just didn't make sense to me. Like. He's doing all this stuff. How could you? How could he possibly lose a job? Um, so, but he brought somebody in to help him on his show, knowing that he hated that guy. Yeah, he brought he brought like a nemesis in, um, which was bold. You know, the head of the network was was bold to, to do, but but he did it. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, those are my grades. But I love the music. Uh, a lot of Danny Elfman in there. Yeah. Um, and like we all already mentioned, put love, a little love in your heart. But you mentioned this, and, and I, I found this soundtrack on Spotify the other day. So the Scrooge soundtrack is on Spotify. Okay. The We Three Kings, We Three Kings with Miles Davis, David Sanborn, and, uh, and uh, other greats playing on the street. Amazing. 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 Are I you- play that. Now, that, that wasn't in my uh, Five and Impossible. Uh, but if you, if you ask me, give me 10. 10 Christmas songs? It's there. It's in it. It's in 10. Uh, it, it just, it because I tried, I had an MP3. I got it somewhere on an external hard drive of an MP3 that I found it. And I think somebody just recorded it because it's only like, it's a short thing. I think they recorded it from the audio from the film. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. My MP3, but, but the, the, um, shout out to LimeWire, but the, uh, but the, you know, the one from the actual film, that, that's, it's in the soundtrack. So, like that's crazy to me, man. Like that, don't those two 
giants of jazz, man. David Sanborn and 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 Miles Davis, man. Like yeah. and his, another cameo, more cameos, like you mentioned. Yeah, his his utter disdain for them. Yeah. <laughs> what you just learned it? Come on, still work for this. You just learned this yesterday. Come on, and it says starving musicians on the on the uh, on the on the little box for money. It's, it's just, I mean, it's 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 amazing, man. It really it really is, man. Yeah. So this is my favorite Christmas movie because this is my favorite Christmas movie because, and it's mine because, um, and it ranks as number one Christmas movie for me. Um, but this is my favorite Christmas movie because um, I love the story. I love the modern take on the story. I thought Murray was hilarious throughout. Uh, I love the that late '80s style, uh-huh. um, and I I laugh about something different every single time I see it. And so my honorable mentions for this category were Christmas Vacation, um, The Best Man Holiday, Die Hard, and I know that I know, I know Die Hard's a big it's a big you know debate. Fine, I'm not worried about that. Sure, uh, but but Die Hard. And um, and that's it. Uh, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> that's it for me. Hey, that's all but, you need. Yeah, that, that's all you. I, I, oh, oh. And even though it's not a Christmas movie, but a movie to watch at Christmas time, it's it's you know, um, The Godfather. Yeah. So, yes. so, so having said that, um, I enjoy it for all those reasons I mentioned before, and it's number one for me because. It, it reminds me of a time I was in high school. I, 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 it was very quotable. I thought quoting this guy with his brash behavior was, was, was cool. Uh, looking back, it may not have been cool, but, but uh, oh well. Uh, I still enjoyed it in any way. And so, so um, that, that's why, that's, that, that's the reason why. Well said, man. Hey, look. Thank you. It, it, it's, 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 a movie, as I said, I, I don't think I can say anything better about the movie than it gets better every single time I watch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has entered my pantheon. Uh, it should have been before. Uh, shame on me <laughs> for not enjoying it when I was younger. Uh, but I certainly, I'm probably going to watch it at least three more times before I get into uh, <laughs> into, into, into my film, uh, which we'll, we'll talk about on our, our next episode. Uh, but Cannot wait. It's a it's a great choice, Joe, uh, and 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 a great way to bring in the holiday. Uh, you know, this this season uh, is an important season. Thank you. Uh, and and absolutely, uh, it's a great choice. Great choice. Great choice. So, um, thank you, brother. Thank you, brother. Thing, we uh, I don't. Think uh, we- I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't think. I think we. Co- <laughs> I think we've covered it. Uh, so, yeah, I think we covered it. We don't have to go hour and thirty minutes every time. Sure, Mark, uh, Reese, will, Reese will appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> my, uh, so yes, next, I agree. I agree. Next, or not next week, but uh, the next recording we do. Next episode. Uh, next episode will be uh, my favorite Christmas movie. It's a, uh, a Smith family favorite, a Smith tradition. Uh, I don't know when it became this or how it became this, but it is now. Uh, Peter Billingsley. The young star of uh, a Christmas story. <laughs> they show for twenty four hours on TBS. My TV. father. <laughs> yeah. My uh, father. That's Italian. The old man. <laughs> Fragile. <laughs> yeah, man. So I uh, can't wait. Cannot wait. Cannot wait. Cannot oh, wait. Ralphie. Oh, Ralphie. It, it, it was so poisoning. Uh, <laughs> so.
Yes. We, we, we shall get into that uh, on our next episode of the Open Task Podcast. We're so glad. It was. It was. <laughs> it was. It was. I might have seen it a few times. Uh, well, you know, I'm ready. I don't have to see it, but I'm going to watch hours. it. I'm ready, though. 24 hours, man. They, they show it for 24 hours. Yeah, I don't even need 24 hours. I don't even need, I, need to, I just need two. But that's a special film. That's, that's a, Nina talking about special movies for me. That's a. We watch about 12 hours of it every Christmas. So yeah, there's that. So at any rate, I mean, I, I, I don't want to jump. I'm, yeah, I don't want to jump that shark, but I, it's, it's, it's a family. It means everything. It, I, I, they got it right. They got it right. Absolutely. So I can't wait to jump into that with you. And I'm, I'm so happy that was your choice. I'm so happy that was your choice. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Well, brother, uh, always good to have another tab open with you. Uh, and, uh, you know, until Absolutely, next Doc. Thank you. Take it easy. Thank you, Dr. Smith. Until next time. Very Take it easy. And y'all be safe. And thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the Open Task Podcast. Later, y'all.